calling out to the Atascacita community. It's time for your Atascacita Library advanced copy. Get your notes and news now. Hello, Atascacita community. It is May 15th, 2021. Thank you for joining us here for Atascacita Library's advanced copy. Also, thank you for helping us celebrate our 25th anniversary last week. We enjoyed celebrating with you with cookies, crafts, and so much more. We also appreciate Commissioner Garcia's proclamation. You can watch that video on our Facebook, but you can also listen to that proclamation right now. Hi, everyone. I'm Harris County Precinct 2 Commissioner Adrian Garcia. Today, I would like to take the opportunity to congratulate the Atascacita Branch Library on its 25th birthday and the incredible pending groundbreaking for the expansion of the facility. The expansion was included in Harris County's Capital Improvement Program and was approved just in time for this milestone anniversary. As there's currently no community center in Atascacita, as you might know, the library serves a multifaceted purpose for area residents. These include operations as a voting center during the elections, offering space for your many community meetings and hosting a wealth of library programs. We honor the Atascacita Library for its ongoing successes. For that reason and more, I'm honored to present a proclamation on behalf of my office and the nearly 1.3 million people who call Precinct 2 and Atascacita home to help celebrate this occasion. The proclamation reads as follows. Whereas in 1986, the Atasca High Neighbor Group, led by Odell Dreyer, initiated a decade-long project to have the Atasca Branch Library built in the growing Atasca subdivision. And whereas in 1994, construction of the Atasca Branch Library began, and on May the 5th, 1996, the facility finally opened its doors to the community. And whereas with a 12,000 square foot floor plan, the Atascacita Branch Library boasts a staff of 11 dedicated employees who proudly serve one of the fastest growing residential areas in Harris County and Texas. Whereas the Atascacita Branch Library hosts three regular book clubs, seven weekly story times, as well as multiple monthly programs that include technology classes, ESL tutoring, and citizenship classes for children, teens, and adults. And whereas, in addition to community programming, the Atascacita Branch Library offers several services to approximately 70,000 individuals, 13,500 of which regularly attend programs every year. Additionally, the library has more than 300,000 lending transactions of books, CDs, and other items while addressing, get this, 16,000 reference questions annually. And whereas during the COVID-19 pandemic, the library has provided curbside access to materials, online programming, and extended Wi-Fi access to the parking lot. With craft and steam kits to go, the library has successfully continued and will continue its mission of engaging, educating, and empowering service to the community. 
Now, therefore, I call on all residents of Precinct 2 to join me in celebrating May 5th, 2021 as Atascacita Branch Library Day by the power vested in me by Harris County and the state of Texas. I hereby present this proclamation to the library system as well as to the Atascacita community. Congratulations, guys. Have a wonderful celebration. Hello, Atascacita Library customers. This is Kimberly. When I am not at work at the library, one of my hobbies is going to antique stores and seeing all the fun and unique items they carry. I like getting a glimpse into the past, and you never really know what you're going to see in those stores. For the last year or so, I have begun to collect special postcards, and my little collection includes places that are near and dear to my native Houstonian heart. For me, it's a lot of fun to see the old pictures and read the letters that people sent their friends and loved ones, which brings me to this question. Have you noticed that you've been getting postcards in your books lately? Let me explain. The Atascacita Branch Library is celebrating our 25th anniversary this month, but the Harris County Public Library System is celebrating 100 years of service in the community. The library system is doing various activities to celebrate this enormous milestone, and one of them is our Centennial Postcards. Each library branch has designed a commemorative postcard designed by someone at the branch. These postcards are meant to collect library stories by giving writers different prompts to write on the back of the postcard. And this is where you come into this project. We are asking you to answer the prompt on the back of the postcard and return it to us. At the end of the project, all the postcards will be collected and added to our social media and the new digital archive project. This project was inspired by the post-secret project in the early 2000s, so please don't include any personal information. You could also take the postcard you receive and mail it to someone, but please bear in mind the library is not responsible for postage or mailing. But who knows, maybe in 2081, somebody might add your mail postcard to their special postcard collection. I hope you'll participate in this fun project. Thank you for being part of Harris County Public Library's history. In support and celebration of the Asian American and Pacific Islander community, a rather broad term, Asian Pacific encompasses all of the Asian continent and the Pacific Islands of Melanesia, Micronesia, and Polynesia. Here are some fantastic resources available online. The Asian community in America goes back over 150 years Immigration from Asian countries began as early as the 1840s. You can explore much of this history through the website asianpacificheritage.gov. That's asianpacificheritage.gov. That website is a collaborative project of the Library of Congress and the National Archives and Records Administration, National Endowment for the Humanities, National Gallery of Art, National Park Service, Smithsonian Institution, and United States Holocaust Memorial Museum. The site highlights only a portion of the holdings of these participating partners. I took some time exploring the website and was able to view photographs from the early 1900s, music and other media through the Smithsonian Learning Lab, 
and read first-hand accounts of victims of Japanese internment camps in the 1940s. For primary resources, the collection here is definitely one to visit. A more local resource is asiasociety.org Texas. The Asia Society in Texas was established by Houstonians led by former First Lady Barbara Bush and former Ambassador Roy M. Huffington in 1979. Sharing the vision of John D. Rockefeller III, who founded Asia Society in New York in 1956, they recognized the need to educate Americans about Asia and to forge closer ties between Houston and the people and institutions of Asia. Currently on their website, they are highlighting 31 ways to celebrate Asian Pacific Heritage Month, including a live book club on May 20th at 5.30, when author Charles Yu will discuss his book Interior Chinatown, a 2020 National Book Award winner and New York Times bestseller. Be sure to check out asiasociety.org Texas. Harris County Public Library supports and celebrates the Asian American and Pacific Islander community. Check out hcpl.net slash virtual programs for opportunities to learn and engage with AAPI heritage. You've been listening to Atascacita Library Advanced Copy. Hi everyone, my name is Janelle. I'm from the Atascacita Branch Library. The month of May is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. My family is from the Philippines, a country in Southeast Asia, and I was born here in the States. My father joined the U.S. Navy when there used to be a naval base in the Philippines back in the 70s, and that was one way for my family to move to America. And it's a similar story for other Filipino Americans as well. For this month, I would like to talk about young adult books that I've read in the past by Asian American authors or the characters are of Asian descent. The first book is called Something in Between by Melissa De La Cruz. The author is Filipino-American, and she usually writes fantasy and paranormal books. However, for this standalone, it is a bit closer to her roots. The story follows Jasmine De Los Santos, a senior in high school. She and her family are from the Philippines. However, they lived in the States for many years. One day, she receives the National Scholar Award invitation to meet the President of the United States. So Jasmine is very intelligent, she works hard, and volunteers her time at the hospital, and is also the cheer captain of the squad. So with all of her hard work and this amazing invitation, she is excited, and she expects her parents to be excited and proud for her. However, They reveal the truth that they are undocumented and their visas expired years ago. So this totally shatters all of Jasmine's dreams. And she also has a love interest named Royce and he is the son of a congressman that opposes immigration reform. So with this new truth revealed to her, a potential new boyfriend, having her future on the line, and the threat of deportation, Jasmine finds ways to do everything right and speaks to professionals so she can save her family from getting deported. Now, this is the first book I ever read about Filipino-American in general. There isn't much representation in, like, American media, like on TV, movies, 
or books and this was the very first one I've ever read and I was so happy to have found it. Although I don't relate to Jasmine at all and her situation, it was still refreshing to have that representation. The second book is Emergency Contact by Mary H.K. Choi. The author is Korean-American, and she moved to Texas at a young age and graduated from the University of Texas, Austin, just like many of our librarians in our district. So the story follows a girl named Penny Lee, who is also Korean-American. She doesn't have the best relationship with her mom and had a boyfriend who barely knew her. So just to leave some things behind, she goes to UT Austin to learn how to be a writer. And she meets her roommate who is super outgoing. And through her roommate meets Sam, who is a struggling barista. And because of all the stress and weight on Sam's shoulders, he has a panic attack in public. Penny happened to be passing by him when this occurred. So she goes and helps him. And from there, they exchange phone numbers and become the emergency contact. And it was a bit awkward at first when they started talking more through text message. Then it blossoms a bit once they share each other's deeper anxieties, their dreams, and a traumatic past. So if you are awkward like me, or just can relate to awkwardness in general, this could be the book for you. I did like a bit of the sense of humor of the author as well. And I like how this book touched a little bit about mental health because panic attacks do happen commonly among people. That happens to me actually, and anxiety as well. So in that sense, I did relate to the story, aside from awkwardness. <laughs> Finally, Everything Everything by Nicola Yoon. Yoon is Jamaican-American. However, in both of her books, Everything Everything and The Sun is also a star, the characters are of Asian descent. Her husband, David Yoon, is Korean-American and also a young adult author. Yoon was inspired to write Everything Everything after the birth of their biracial daughter. She wanted to write a novel that reflected her child on the pages. The novel is about a biracial teen named Madeline, or Maddie for short. Her mother, Pauline, is Japanese-American and her father, African-American. When she was young, Maddie's father and brother were killed in an accident. Maddie was diagnosed with Severe Combined Immunodeficiency, or SCID, and she is not allowed to leave the house. She is basically allergic to the world. Pauline is a full-time doctor, and since Maddie cannot go out, they have a nurse watch over her while Pauline goes to work. Their home is designed in a way where they have a little decontamination area by the entrance before entering the entire house. One day, a new family moves in next door and Maddie watches them through the window. And she sees a boy named Ollie and it was kind of like a love at first sight and they exchange email addresses. Uh, Ollie wrote down his on a piece of paper and showed it to Maddie through the window. And that's how their relationship starts, by emailing and messaging and all that. Now we see Maddie 
fall in love with this boy and it's hard not to give so many spoilers but she does break the rules a little bit in order to be with ollie and that's all that i will say because there is a twist in the end and i actually finished this book in eight hours it was a really fast read since some of the pages were just messages that the characters sent to each other and i was really hooked on the book because i wanted to know more about maddie's illness and what she would do to be with someone she fell in love with there is also a movie based on the book with the same title the movie did change a few things but the overall story is still there i am aware not many people are into young adult books about romance i'm a huge sucker for them which is why i chose those titles however i do know a couple of other authors of asian descent that write young adult books of other genres the first one is julie kagawa she is of japanese descent she has a vampire series i believe is called the blood of eden i may be wrong but the first book is the immortal rules and i read part of that book i didn't finish it because i i picked it up one day from the library and i read through a few pages then i placed it back and i didn't pick it up again but it was a really interesting read so basically there are vampires that roam around at night and they're like monsters humans are victims and it's a survival story so if you're into that i would recommend you read it another author is marie lu she is from china and she writes mostly dystopian type of books one of them is prodigy i think legendary the book that i i read is a science fiction book called war cross and i admit i only read part of this book as well so the story follows a girl that is kind of struggling with money the world is a different place and to make some quick cash she is a bounty hunter in her world there are a lot of crimes happening and police don't have enough time or people to hunt down some petty criminals so police will send out a message to bounty hunters and let them know who to look for and the award and warcross is a video game and it's like a huge event worldwide like esports so there are people that illegally bet on the game and those are some of the little petty criminals that bounty hunters look for and i have it checked out on libby as an e-audiobook so i am listening to that right now so i can finish it story is a bit futuristic and i am excited to read this book again if you want science fiction or dystopia pick up a book by marie lu thanks for listening have a great day join harris county public library for a fun virtual summer reading program registration begins may 24th at hcpl.beanstack.org watch our virtual programs at www.hcpl.net slash virtual programs or on our Facebook page. 
pick up prizes and craft kits curbside. Track and log your reading on the Beanstack Tracker app, available on Google Play and the App Store. Tales and Tales Summer Reading Program, June 7th through August 7th. Fun for the whole family. Did you know that Lit Chat is now a podcast? During the pandemic, PJ and Bonnie have shared their chats about what they've been reading and selecting books for us to read as a community. Here's a little bit of the podcast that was published just this past Thursday. The Rose Code. I loved, by far, one of my favorite books. It's by Kate Quinn. It's centered on three friends who end up being friends because they all work in Bletchley Park. So Bletchley Park is where the code breakers for England all worked okay. under secrecy. Okay. And they were breaking codes by the Germans and the Italians and the Russians. Okay. And so these women all work at Bletchley Park doing different stuff. But they also develop a friendship because they're sworn to secrecy and because they all become flatmates. And so it's really interesting because if you saw, I think I think the movie's called The Imitation Game with Benedict Cumberbatch, where he portrays Alan Turing. Um, you get to see what the guys did. You don't get to see so much of what the women did for World War II, especially the women of Bletchley Park. Through the month of May, we hope that you'll join in the celebration of the Asian American and Pacific Islander heritage. Atascacitas programming includes Club 641.5, Cooking the Books, when you can learn how to make pate so. Discover Art Craft Kits to Go will show children how to create 3D art koi fish. Teens get together on the Teen Discord Zone to talk about Asian pop culture. Thank you for joining us for Advanced Copy. Please remember to subscribe to the channel to make sure you receive the notices when new programming is available. Have a great day. You've been listening to Atascacita Library Advanced Copy. Find information on media used and resources mentioned on our podcast webpage. This podcast is produced by the staff of Atascacita Branch Library, a part of the Harris County Public Library System. Funds for the podcast are provided by a grant from Best Buy through the Friends of Atascacita Library. Find out more about this 501c3 organization at full.ws. That's F-O-A-L dot W-S.